Hi, everybody. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. On. I don't think there's... No. No feasts, no holidays. It's like last time. We didn't have anything. No, last time we did have something. Oh. Remember, it was our special feast, just for us. What? Remember, it was the Mercedarian feast. Oh, it was. Yeah. It wasn't just for us. I know. Just for that order that we're not a part of. Yeah, yesterday was the feast. Not yesterday. Last podcast. <laughs> I only measure days by podcasts. <laughs> it was the feast of the Holy Redeemer. Yeah. Today was just, what, 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time? I don't know. You gotta keep, someone's gotta keep track of these things. Oh, don't worry. Somebody does. Sorry, no. I don't know. I, looked at, I thought that was a calendar. It is a calendar, but it's not a. I have a Catholic can- calendar by the my desk, but closer to the Catholic calendar to us than that is a felted calendar. Oh, not, pictures not, of yeah, felted. Pictures of felt. Because that's what I do for my work. And mm. um, no feast days on nope. that one. So. Anyway, just a regular old Sunday. <laughs> yep, but we had a really great day. We got to go to the. To the park with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got good naps out of the boys. Uh, the boys. So I was like, I didn't get to take a nap. <laughs> Why would you default to t- talking about us taking naps? We never take naps. Yesterday I took a nap, didn't I? Was that two days ago? I don't know. I don't know. I think, but yeah. Anyway, nobody anyway. likes to hear about any of this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not even us. No, we've had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. It's been really hot and humid. Mm-hmm. Which hot. is like, that's one of my favorite things about living up here as opposed to North Carolina is how less frequent it is humid than mm-hmm. North Carolina, but this week has been like... Brutal. Yeah. It's a lot of rain, too, so it's just like staying with us. I go away. I'm not, you know, in winter... Okay. Oh, okay. Something's coming. No, in winter, I'm sometimes like, oh, man, I wish it was warm, but I'm going to appreciate it when it's really hot, how cold it is, you know? Yep. Um, in the summer, I'm like, I will never appreciate how warm it is. Because <laughs> I will always rather be cold than warm. You want to know a confession from me? Yes, I do want to know a confession from you. I really love rainy days because I don't have to put sunscreen on the boys that when we is go not, somewhere. That is such a pain. It's the worst. Well, actually, Jack isn't bad. And for whatever reason, he sits still when I put on him. I know, it's great. And he was ne- he's never been that bad. I used to be able to do his face so easy. But yeah. Blaze, it's like I'm putting boiling water on his skin he hates it so much yeah that's why i always volunteer to do jack i know you think you're (laughs) sneaky about these things but it's very clear and i don't know why i think you should put it on blaze like his last diaper change before you go out or something it diaper changes already are not i know but if you could just like squeeze it on him and rub him on no i feel like there's a you know i think it's it might be your method Oh, my gosh. Somehow it's my fault. No, no. the kid hates sunscreen. <laughs> That's it. Uh, but, yeah, it is nice when it's um, rainy because then you don't even put on sunscreen. And then I don't feel guilty about keeping them inside. Yeah. I don't know. I took Jack out yesterday. Why does this week seem like it was, like, a million This weekend long? feels very it's long. It's because Thursday I didn't work. Yep, that's why. Um, but took Jack out yesterday. And we, like, gardened for a little bit for, like, five minutes. And I was, like, sweaty. I was, like, we're, we're doing something. <laughs> it's too hot. So then we went on a walk. Wasn't I, I any better. I don't know what you were thinking. Uh, but. but anyway, it's been fun. Been able to hang out with the boys. Mm-hmm. They've been a little cranky. A little cranky. It's okay. Well, even today they napped, but they were kind of short naps. We had to wake they, them up. Cause, yeah, because their nap time was later because of mass. Um, so they've been a little cranky. Mm-hmm. And... Um, one of the 
I don't, I don't know if I'll say nice things. One of the interesting things about <laughs> having as your kids get older is that uh, they tell you secrets. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and um, Jack and Blaze are being, they're arguing over something, stickers maybe. Definitely stickers. Um, not arguing, they're. Their arguments are like Jack stealing something and Blaze like crying, or, <laughs> or Blaze stealing something and, and Jack, Jack going, crying. "No, Blaze, <laughs> no." <laughs> that's that's literally how he addresses him. <laughs> I swear I don't talk to him like that. <laughs> um, but they were yeah they were fighting over stickers and they're both upset and Jack. Um, he was so upset he, he was, didn't have any words. Yeah. Like he was really really mad. Yeah, and he just like. St- like open palm, like smacked the ground as hard as he could, and said, "I'm so mad." Didn't he use his foot too? No, it was just his hand. Oh, oh. Um, and when he did that, I thought that it was my fault because, like, a week or so ago, we went to the library and we read this book about a gorilla who gets a kitten as a pet, but one day the gorilla gets mad and smashes the TV because he's he's like a special gorilla. And he knows sign language, so he can ask for all these things. So he asks for a TV and a couch. Anyway, he gets mad and smashes the TV and says, hey, has to take the kitten away. Anyway, Jack was, like, really concerned about why the gorilla smashed the TV. And I said, well, he just got angry and smashed the TV. So when Jack did that, I was like, oh, no. He thinks, like, the gorilla hits things when he's angry. And now like I've you're taught- supposed to smash. Yeah, now I've taught him to hit things when he's angry. And I say, so I said, Jack, we don't do that when we get mad. And Jack goes, well, mommy does. <laughs> I said, no, mommy does not do that. And then like from the kitchen, Nolly goes, no, no, no. I did do that once. Don't tell. <laughs> I like have to give Jack or Daniel this look from the kitchen. It's like, yes, yes, I have done that before. I'm sorry. Because I thought Jack was um, just making things up to try to get away with it. Now, listen. Okay. Yeah. Jack sold me or not sold me out. Spilled the beans. <laughs> he what is spilled the, the beans. Yeah. He, he sold you out, too. Yeah, he sold me And out. spilled the beans simultaneously. <laughs> it wasn't something I was, like, keeping from you, but... Yes, sometimes <laughs> I lose my temper, and it is better for me to run into the kitchen and stomp my foot than to yell at them. Okay. So, sue me. Okay. <laughs> no, but I hate... I hate when my... I get... I have a little bit of a problem with my anger... And um, uh, I hate whenever my, like, the worst part of parenting is that, like, all your, they see everything. They see your flaws, too, and that they're sponges. So they just pick up everything. So Mm -hmm. if they see you do something, then obviously they're supposed to do it, too. And sometimes you're not the best example. Mm -mm. I know. (laughs) No, it's fine. I I just thought it was funny that I was, like, all ready to, like, Tell Jack, like, you shouldn't lie about it. And mommy doesn't do that. <laughs> you had to come to his rescue. I had to have, like, my guilty uh, face from the kitchen. And I was feeling guilty because I read him that book. I know. It wasn't even your fault. Oh, man. My fault. <laughs> this I is know. worse than when you hid the receipts. I wouldn't see you bought a Twix without me. Maybe if you weren't so judgmental know, about I, a little I'm snack. I'm not. I'm not, though. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have said anything about it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, sometimes... Those are like the worst things I've ever done. Okay, I stomped my <laughs> that... feet around the kids, and I was about to say the checks or the um, puppy. What is it, muddy buddies? Yeah. Incident. I don't know. I never gotten it. You ate it all. <laughs> my mom sent us. Um, we call it reindeer poop in my house. I don't like. I don't it. know why. I yeah. know. 
<laughs> I just wanted everyone to know I don't like that. He hates it. I mean, it's kind of gross. Yeah, it is. I know. Because there's reindeer are actual creatures. I know. Who have anyway, actual poop. But, but they're checks, the checks that you can buy and you cover them in chocolate and peanut butter yeah. and powdered sugar. That stuff is like crack to me. Um, and one time my mom sent us like two bags of it. I don't know. I didn't get any. <laughs> and so, oh, we had some. We had one for the house. Yeah. What happened? You you got it. She sent it to you at work. Oh, yeah. And there were two bags in the box, but only one made it home. And I found, you like eventually brought the box home, and I found a bag just full of powdered sugar. Because <laughs> you had eaten it all. A whole like gallon Ziploc bag of it. Okay. And you weren't going to share it with me. Nope. I was never, gonna, <laughs> I was never even going to tell you about it. This is my most shameful moment. Oh. <laughs> That, that is stopping my foot. Well, that and in high school, when your mom, for a week, sent you to school with two brownies, <laughs> and you're supposed to give one to me, and you just ate both of them. <laughs> I have no power over my sweet tooth. It kills me. It really does. It's like my biggest, one of my biggest uh, drawbacks. <laughs> yeah. As a person. <laughs> As a human being. That's it. Oh, oh boy. But... Anyway, things have been going great. (laughs) (laughs) I swear. Um, And one really great thing that's happened recently. Is that we're pregnant again. We are expecting number three in February. Mm -hmm. Right around Blaze's birthday. Yep, so they're going to be exactly two years apart. Yeah, well, if they're born on the same Almost exactly. (laughs) But here's the thing. So my my due date is four days after his birthday. (laughs) Sorry. You you almost said my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) The due date is four days after his birthday. And um, I go like 10 to 12 days late. So we're just expecting a March baby. Get over it. But still, it'll be about two years. Right. And we're really, really, really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. And we're te- we're. I'm like. <laughs> we've, I think we've. Anyone who needs to know knows. Definitely, but we have not made our big Facebook announcement yet. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, please don't comment on our Facebook <laughs> post to say like congratulations, you're having a baby, number three's on the way. Like, let's keep it on the hush hush, even though we're podcasting about it. But I haven't. We want to have like a cool photo and do the whole like announcement thing. Yeah. Um, and we haven't had a chance to do that or think of a cool way to do it. Mm -hmm. So send your ideas. (laughs) Um, I also could just go on Pinterest, but don't feel like it anymore. Oh my gosh. Everybody's still using it. I don't know. You never know. I don't know these things. But, um, yeah, we're really, really excited Mm -hmm. and Jack's really excited. I can't wait for him and Blaze to like, um, have a little one. I know. I just can't. Because Jack was too young whenever Blaze was born to hold him or to yeah, do any kind of were, like help stuff. They were 20 months apart, so Jack was a little too small to really help. Yeah, he was under two years old. So, mm-hmm. um, But I think those extra four months are going to be a real game changer yeah. for Blaze. And I don't know if I told you this, Jack has been asking me, like, if is Blaze going to be able to hold the baby too? Oh, really? Yeah. That's so sweet. I know. Maybe we'll be a little bit more lenient. It's like baby three. You know? <laughs> Whatever. They, maybe get more and more durable <laughs> they as do. they go, right? They really do. Um, Jack or Blaze survived his head trauma. Oh, he hit his pew. head on the pew today at mass. Oh. In like in the first five minutes. <laughs> and he, did you notice when he picked him up, he like 
put his hand on his head I like know. a like a man who got like hit in the head with a baseball bat. Like ah. <laughs> and he did his like he does this when he's really really upset. He has this long oh, breathe big in. Inhale. Yeah. It was all the way from me like picking him up to w- passing you and Jack out of the pew that that long breath came in and then it was just scream the whole <laughs> way back to the back of the church. And it was like before the like pr- procession at all. Like people were still coming into mass. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so early. So I, I really thought we were going to be in there the whole time, but he recovered. Yeah, he was fine. No, anyway, babies get more durable at the further uh, they are in the birth order. <laughs> <laughs> to sum up. <laughs> so that's all we have this week. <laughs> no, but um, we're really excited. And mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah, and I think something that was... I don't... I guess it was a little different. With this one, we had a much more, not formal, but like spelled out discernment process with it. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yes. <laughs> Good. Then we're in agreement. <laughs> well, I think we were just both more knowledgeable. Like after Jack, when we were discerning mm-hmm. when Blaze would come around, um, we, like, it took nine months for us to conceive Jack. Yeah. So we thought it would take longer to right. receive conceive <laughs> both both um conceive plays and then sure enough it didn't and um <laughs> it came a little sooner than we expected so it was like we kind of discerned yeah we were like open to it right but it, it was not as yeah yeah we didn't we didn't have the like skill set to discern exactly it just yeah but we were still open to it right but it was right. like more up to chance at that time yeah Sure. Yeah. I don't really know how to explain We're, it. This time around, we, like, kind of knew what, like, what your fertility would be like postpartum. Yeah. I think we should maybe backtrack a little bit so what? we can talk a little bit more about it. Okay. okay. Um, so whenever Blaze was first born, as we said, Jack was 20 months younger or old. was 20 months 20 old. months young. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he... Was, it was still really young, and those first, like, six months when Jack was so young and Blaze was a newborn were really, really hard. So those first six months, I was like, we are going to wait till three years, like, for sure. That's what the Pop Jacks recommended in their book. And so I was, like, <laughs> all about that book at the beginning of Blaze's life. So I was like, definitely three years. Um, But then as, I don't know, like... Place was getting older and becoming like more and more of a boy instead Mm -hmm. of a baby. Um, I don't know, my heart kind of started changing. And then you brought up the really good point of like when I feel like I want to tell say all of my things at the same time. Let's start with what what was our like main criteria for should we or should we not have another baby right now? Yeah, and I think what we or what something that sticks in my mind is from Humana Vitae, where um, Pope Paul VI says, basically says, it's you know, you can space pregnancies or postpone pregnancies using like a fa- he doesn't say natural family planning, but like a method of natural family planning, if there's a grave reason to do so, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it may mention like a couple like, you know poor health or like a war going on or something um but that that phrase was just always in the back of my mind like it's you need a grave reason to 
you know, to put off having a baby if you're, you know, if you're able to have more and you're willing to have more. Um, and that the gravity of that is kind of like open to our discernment. Right. But it needs to be a very honest discernment. Of right. Like what grave means. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of our, and for me, that was always that like, is this whatever reason we might have? Because there's always a million reasons not to do something, not even just with having children. Like there's always going to be reasons against doing anything. Um, but I just kept thinking, is there a grave reason to put off having another baby? And when I looked at all of my reasons for waiting till three years, I was like, those are really just for comfort. Those aren't, mm-hmm. those aren't reasons to, um, we were also really struggling with like, with not with our marriage, but we were really struggling with like the impact that, um, avoiding was having on our marriage. <laughs> is, that, is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah. Well, I th- and I think we were both not in disagreement, but like I was much more towards having another baby sooner. Yes. And there were like, you were concerned for your health and your body and like, were you like well enough to, mm-hmm. you know, go through another pregnancy, another delivery. Um, and also, you know, just things we had going on in our lives and you're home with the boys, you know, every day. So it's the impact of having another one affects you more in the day to day than me. Um, so I think we were not on different pages, but we hadn't really like hashed it out, like mm-hmm. what we were both feeling. Yeah. And it, and it is kind of like, kind of wears on you when, you know, you don't, you don't have time during the day to go through it because you're with your kids all day mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm at work and you're with the boys. Like we really only have like three hours a day together and that's often spent like doing chores or so like, there's just not enough time to talk through it. And so then you just, even when you're like a little far apart on a matter like this, you end up butting heads Yeah, because there's no time to like talk through it and see the other's right. point of view. But it was very like, we were coming to a lot, a lot of times like, well, why are we doing this? Why are we, withholding this from our marriage mm-hmm. and is this for the right reason right because it's keeping us apart and um it doesn't it doesn't feel like this is what marriage is for right okay <laughs> Could we, we're talking about intercourse <laughs> i feel like we're dancing around it <laughs> guys we are an open book <laughs> i hope you're okay with well, that I'm, there's probably people listening like what are they talking about like what yeah no yeah so that was an, an issue like yeah because we were like our marriage is marriage is meant for that and to be yeah. together and, and to the, yeah. be one and that's a, a beautiful gift that we have and to deny that to ourselves for reasons that were just for comfort mm-hmm. weren't didn't seem to be right right and i kind of to kind of nuance the the grave reason I kind of broke it down to like, are we facing a hardship or just a discomfort? Mm -hmm. And is this a matter of life or is it quality of life? Because there's, you know, and the reason it's up to individual discernment is because people are in different situations. So if you, um, if you were seriously ill and like the pregnancy may, you know, put your life at risk or the baby's life at risk. And that is a grave reason. If you're Mm -hmm. just like not feeling well or like, you feel like it would put you in a bad mood kind of a mm-hmm. thing or like maybe it would be more uncomfortable you know or there'd be a longer recovery like that's is that like a matter of life or is that just like a question of quality of life mm-hmm. 
Um, and the same with like a financial situation. Some people may be in very you know serious financial situations where having another child could be a you know a significant burden and you know put their lives and their children's lives at risks. You know, and so that might be a reason to avoid. But wanting to like wanting to save up more to get a new house or wanting to like put some money away, like again, it's a quality of life question, mm-hmm. not a matter of life. Right. And I think that was something we both kind of work through because you with your work like it's been really great because you've had a lot of time to work because mm-hmm. now the boys are a little more independent and we can leave them with a babysitter mm-hmm. and it's just been the system's been working really well mm-hmm. and a new baby will definitely make that more difficult mm-hmm. um that was the biggest impact for me was the gravity of the reason i mean like that's that's the question that we ask, like, every time that we're discerning having a baby. Like, is this a grave reason or not? Um, and we go about it prayerfully, and we go, we discuss it together. And I, we had many, many discussions about it. Mm-hmm. But um, in the end, we decided that, like, we would, I think this, this is what, it was so beautiful this time that we had. Um, we decided to just give our desires to the Lord. We said, Lord, this is do your will here. <laughs> so like, if you want us to conceive a baby, give us the desire to conceive a baby. Mm-hmm. If you don't take it away. So I really let our desires be spoken to by the Lord. And, um, if those desires met up, <laughs> then we would. And if they did not, then we wouldn't. We butted head a, heads a couple times on whether or not our desires met up or not. <laughs> but that was a, it was still like, and whatever. <laughs> no, and I think that was, you know, that time really brought us together, like as a couple, and something that we'd been kind of lacking. It was a huge freedom. Right. A huge freedom to, I was still charting. Mm-hmm. We've talked in the past. I used to create and model, we used to create, <laughs> create and model of natural family planning and really enjoy it. And I was still charting, still doing. Like, all of my, like, monitoring my bio indicators Mm -hmm. um, for my fertility. So I knew what days were risky. Or, like, Mm -hmm. I knew fertile days and infertile days. Right. Um, But just being a fertile day isn't a guaranteed uh, baby. So, like, it was still, we just left it up. Right. And it was, especially uh, after having a baby, Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to kind of tell where you are and with like with Creighton and I guess with other methods, we haven't really used anything else. It's sort of, if you're avoiding, it kind of airs on the side of caution. And so it's like, if there's, if you might be fertile at all, like avoid sex for three days. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that was part of the frustrating thing for me because it seemed like overly concerned. Like I get that's what the method like, it's when the, used to avoid. It's, yeah, it's the most effective method right. for that reason because it's very. But I, it really kind of bothered me that it felt like a, a contraceptive mentality mm-hmm. in a way that like, I don't know, just don't don't ever do it because you might have a baby, mm-hmm. you know. And that's just you know. And that the was situation. only in our situation right. because I was still like coming off of breastfeeding and my cycles were still getting back into their rhythm, so we didn't know what I was going to be like and. You know, like stuff changes with every pregnancy, so your fertility markers are a little bit different. So it takes a little while to figure everything out, and so 
in that time, it is a difficult period because um, it's like there's a lot of unknowns, and which with equals the, yeah, which equals no avoiding sex. yeah, no sex, <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> so um, yeah. So when we were able to kind of not worry about that anymore and just worry about what one another were feeling, and it we. Was, because we we pray, like we prayed about it and we mm-hmm. left it up to the Lord and the Lord gave us desire. So like mm-hmm. having that freedom with him working through us and like not through a chart, not through mm-hmm. anything was it was the most beautiful time. I loved it. <laughs> it just was so freeing. I can't yeah. say that enough that it was just so freeing. Mm-hmm. And like we didn't put we didn't like throw the rule book rule book out of the window. What we did was just yeah. let our desires happen and this it was like in contrast with when we were trying to conceive jack because you know fertile days and non-fertile days it was sort of the opposite where we had to wait for like all of the conditions to be perfect Mm -hmm. and it was you know a kind of a similar thing where it's like all these other things were getting in between us being together Mm -hmm. and it just seemed like not mechanical but like i don't know just not not very natural Mm -hmm. where i mean the beauty of create. I just don't want this to come off as like bashing NFP because we're still like I will still continue to use the Creighton model. It is a wonderful system mm-hmm. that has that brought us Jack. Right. But um, it has its. I mean, like with anything, it has its drawbacks. And that um, some, the hard thing is that it's um, no intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm saying even with trying to conceive, I know, it I, can be the other way where it has to be all, you know, you have to do like trigonometry and figure out what, you know. It's not that it's complicated. Not, no, no, no. It's very easy. But it is like, oh, well, this, you know, maybe we should wait to then. And it just, for me, it's just putting something else in the process instead mm-hmm. of just being us, us and God, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway. We're still big ag- advocates of NFP, but we, what we realized this time around was that we kind of accidentally were using NFP as a contraceptive, with a con- contraceptive mentality. I think I wouldn't. We, I think there was a temptation to do that. I don't think we actually. You're right. You're did right. That because we we're, were not just backing out of it. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. I mean, I never felt like that. I felt like we had the danger of going into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'd never really I'd known about the contraceptive mentality, but I didn't. I thought that was like never having kids while using NFP or using NFP to um, never have children. Mm-hmm. But um, it also can happen in between children and within what you think is an open to right. marriage and by, what, or open to life. What we mean by that is not wanting to, by contraceptive concept, mentality, it would be using NFP to avoid having children for a reason that is not grave, mm-hmm. you know, or like, a, a, not a selfish reason, but like a reason that you shouldn't use. Mm-hmm. And the, the one really, really good thing about NFP, um, is that our discernment comes every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of like, if I were on hormonal birth control, it would be like, Oh, we'll have this conversation in two years yeah. or, um, we'll talk about that later. Or right. like, we'll see if my heart changes where it's like, if I weren't discerning every single day, then I don't know if my heart would have changed. I would have sat in the, like, nope, after place, three years, definitely. Right. And then it never would have happened, and this this baby wouldn't have come. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's so, what we're getting at. Anyway. <laughs> but one thing I wanted to say, one okay. more thing. Um, 
was that I there's the risk of of using NFP or thinking that with NFP you can control your body mm-hmm. when in reality we cannot control our body and that everything is not within our control and that um, it shouldn't be in our control either and that we should lift it up to the Lord and that he does great things with our bodies and he mm-hmm. works through our bodies and gives us grace through our bodies. And so um, that is, yeah, the point that I wanted to make. <laughs> <laughs> I think, is this week NFP Awareness Week? It's coming up. I know it's yeah. coming up. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. If no one's the... going to interview us. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that was, yeah. So this time around, it was, I don't know, we thought about it much more. And it was mm-hmm. much more of a, like, collaborative discernment process. Which I feel like I think we were was, just much more open. Yeah. And it was, I think, a much better approach than in mm-hmm. the past couple times. Um, so, yeah, the big thing was, well, having a baby at this point um, just make us less comfortable at times. Like, we may not get enough sleep. It might be kind of, you know, stressful. Or is it going to be a serious life-threatening issue? And we kind of very quickly decided, no, this is not, this is just like, it might be a little inconvenient for some things. Um, and so I think that was kind of like the big tipping point. Yes. Um, but what also kind of got us thinking that, you know, we'd like to have another one soon is seeing Blaze kind of become more of himself mm-hmm. over the past few weeks or a few months and it's like you know your kids are different but when they get older and you see more of their personalities you see how different they are Mm -hmm. and it just like I think it hit us differently but we both realized it like they're both individual little people Mm -hmm. and they're like so great in their own way and for me it was realizing that made me want to just have more you know yeah like these two guys are so different and they're so great why wouldn't you want just as many more as you can get, you know? I know, because when I was pregnant with Blaze, we had just had Jack, and so I was like, could not wrap my mind around it being somebody else than Jack. I was just like, there's, it's just another Jack <laughs> just in my a, belly. Yeah. It's just the exact same baby. And then he came out, and he's the opposite body type, <laughs> opposite temperament, completely different humor, like, mm-hmm. such a different kid. His hair is different. I know. Everything. Yeah. Um, so now it's like this wonder is upon me where it's like, what do we have What's next? What's the next one going to be? Yeah. What is it? And they're like, I don't know. My mom always said that like, you you can never imagine how you're going to love like your second or your third child more. And then you just do. And it's yeah. just like unexplainable. And it really is that like, I love both of them so much and like, not, I don't love them differently, but I love different things about them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just that idea of. Yeah, I like the idea of wonder, like how, what other miracles are we going to see? Because they're people. Yeah. They're new people. <laughs> it's it's incredible that we have this gift that we can participate in this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, why not have a gajillion? You yeah. know, and I mean, that's, let's, let's be real. Probably but... not a gajillion, <laughs> maybe a bazillion. <laughs> Wait, a bazillion is definitely more than a gajillion. I've... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> back on track. Back on track. Um, and that another part of that is we're not. Uh, we, we can't look at it as we're gonna have children whenever we want. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't say, "Well, let's wait three years and then try," because who knows what might happen with your fertility? Mm-hmm. Like, we may not get that chance. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we're not like guaranteed kids you don't have like a right to have children mm-hmm. like you know circumstances may change or it might just be you know the facts of life that we could only have two kids mm-hmm. you know and if we or you know if we waited after this one we may not be able to have any more kids or in two years we may not be able to have any mm-hmm. more kids um so that to me just was kind of like further um support that we should have a baby now you know mm-hmm. like we're able to it's you know it's gonna be fine we're mm-hmm. excited about it it's a good you know everything is conducive to it happening now so why not yeah because who knows what's gonna happen later i know and it, i mean it all just boils down to just like living in the present mm-hmm. we're not looking at the past and seeing like oh it was so hard and the baby was so bad or so, so bad oops <laughs> <laughs> that one was a bad baby <laughs> was so young Mm -hmm. um or look into the future and thinking that we're guaranteed time or guaranteed fertility or guaranteed uh means to like people think that they're gonna have so many more finances if they just wait a little bit right but like who knows what could happen so we just got to live in the here and now and um we yeah we decided we and we did that (laughs) (laughs) and um and another thing was that uh, when when I I should have said this earlier, but when I got the uh, positive pregnancy test, mm-hmm. okay, so I like met with our NFP counselor that morning, and she looked at me. I was like, I think you should take a test. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. Cause well, cause Holly kept charting, but it was just like the uh, yeah things weren't lining up with, with where they should have. So. Um, I went and bought a test, and then, sure enough, I was pregnant. And um, I, as Daniel said, was, like, a little bit slower to the process or to, like, opening up to the uh, possibility of a new baby. And so I was, like, really nervous. But then um, when I was, like, yeah, we're having another baby, this, like, overwhelming peace came over me because it was, like, we gave this up to the Lord, so it is obviously his, his will being done here, and it is good. This is really, really good. And I just kept hearing, like, throughout the whole day, you can do it. You can do it. This is, you got this. Like, you <laughs> literally can do anything. You can have a third baby. Because I was like, for a long, like, some of our, you know, talks about this was like, oh, but my, like, I'm gro- my business is growing a lot. Like, there's, I'm, like, having so much time to, like, independence. I don't have mm-hmm. to breastfeed anybody right now. It's so nice. You had, and... you had, like, a one-month window where you could drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and boy, did I. Just kidding. <laughs> no, you... I did drink a little bit of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Found out I really liked bourbon. But, um, yep, looking forward to that in a little bit. Um, a little bit? A little mean? bit. You know, like, after the baby, after I'm done <laughs> So, nursing. like, 18 months? No, now. there's the time. Like, I could drink at nighttime. Oh, okay. I'm not going to day drink Not for anyway. a while, though. I don't, okay, don't tell me that 15 right now. months at the... Stop. It's going to be kind of soon. <laughs> okay, okay? kind of soon. Kinda, it's not that long. It's not four years. <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? I don't oh, know. this piece that I felt. Oh. Um, so I was, like, a little nervous about it. And um, is, that, is that what I was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, that you just felt, I don't know, that you could do it. That I could do it. And that yeah. even though... Um, Oh, uh, I was thinking that I couldn't growing. do it. Yeah. I was thinking that I couldn't have a business and have three kids, that I couldn't st- be at home and have, like, 
be at home with them and do my job and not have to also have like a full-time care person and all this stuff. But then the Lord just spoke to me and was like, yes, you can, you can, and you will. So it was really affirming. And that whole day I was just so at peace. It just was amazing. It was the best feeling to like have given it up to him and for him to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's great. That's like the, that's the best feeling you can yeah, have. I know. I'm not being, I'm agreeing. No, I know. It's just great. <laughs> I just want to really make sure you understand that it's really great. <laughs> I think you're on the same page. Uh, uh, and something I noticed kind of after the fact is that now that our family is bigger. what? Wait, one more thing. Okay. You won't forget it? What you're going to say? Um, I guess not. Go on. <laughs> go ahead. Another thing about living in the present is that um, with the boys, like maybe that this could be the, like, who knows? Maybe this is the last baby. Um, like, who knows what happens after this? We're not hoping for this to be the last baby. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> um, that if it is the last one, then if it was Jack and Blaze 20 months apart, and then if it was three years apart for the last one, that's like a really big... Mm-hmm. Jack and Blaze would be so close, and this one would be the oddball. So we don't want that to happen, so we liked it to be a little bit closer again. I know. Oh. Daniel was showing me that he has that in his notes, too. No, that was the point I was going to make. No! (laughs) Really? Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Go ahead. No, I had a whole setup and everything. I know, and I screwed it up. (laughs) I'm really sorry. It's okay. Go ahead. Uh, Okay. Go on. Um, But in discerning this time, now that our family has grown a little bit and the family members are, like, able to think and speak for themselves, it was much more of a family process. Yeah. And, like, we thought about what blaze and jack would want and need and like what how their lives would be impacted by it um and how they like siblings are great mm-hmm. and like jack loves blaze and like really wants to play with him blaze isn't really like for, he's not there yet he's not there yet he's a little irritable like they've been <laughs> sharing pretty well i'm really as surprised. long as jack doesn't like pull something out of blaze's mm-hmm. hand they can share if blaze um, isn't feeling like he's um at risk for being <laughs> Stolen upon? What is that? Stolen upon. That bla- That Jack's not going to steal something. He right. doesn't feel like Jack's going to steal, steal something, something from him. Yeah, whatever. Go on. Um, I'm going to tell you that with the cars. Yeah. I don't. I think Jack was just sitting next to Blaze while he was playing with the cars, but Blaze was just like hunched over, going, "No, no, no, no." no. <laughs> he just is so scared that Jack's. No, it was the steal beans it. this morning. Oh my <laughs> gosh, those beans. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we had to think about what about their lives and what would be good for them. Mm-hmm. And um, Jack loves, Jack loves everyone. <laughs> I know. But he really loves like uh, other kids and playing. And he told us, when we told him we were having a baby, we asked him, would he want a brother or a sister? And he said he wants a big sister. And he like reaches up high above this, his head. This like, high. Like this big. Because um, he always sees families at mass and they have like older girls. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, oh, those are sisters. And he like really loves them. <laughs> sisters are really cool. Be disappointed when he realizes he's the oldest. He'll always be the oldest. Oh, he's stuck there. <laughs> um, but just thinking of them, and like Holly was saying, with the the age, because um, three years is a big d- difference, especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. Like if you have two kids who are twenty months apart, and the next one's three years younger. Like me and my older brother were just about two years apart, and then my next youngest brother was four years younger. And it was always like I hung out with my older brother, and then my younger brother was just kind of like tagging along. Yeah. Um, but just being, being closer in age and being able to, um, like interact and play together and like, 
once you know the new baby is a year old blaze will be three and like want to play with the new baby you know Mm -hmm. and be able to like help out with the baby and this has been yeah so just their perspective in it was something new and like we're starting to do that as a family for all of our decisions and it's just really cool that you think about your family growing and then you forget that like no they become like full family members they have a say in things you know we're not gonna like let them make any big decisions (laughs) but like we have to consider them what they as individuals want and need Mm -hmm. and um when I was reading Dr. Edward Shree's book, um, Men, Women, and the Mystery of Love, one of the really big things that stood out to me was that um, uh, John Paul II, in like one of his encyclicals, or in the Theology of the Body, I'm not sure where exactly, but he spells out that like families should have at least three kids. He never says exactly why a family should have at least three kids, but Dr. Shree uh, speculates that it's um because uh, he noticed with his family a huge change happened when they had their third because uh, the first two worked together to help the third so instead of just like one the first child you know helping out with the second or like vice versa it's them working as a team together for a third and that's why marriage is so beautiful is because it's two working for one or for more and you're working together for the good of more. And with children, it's like two are working for more. You know, they're working mm-hmm. together more than just um, bouncing off of each other. Yeah. It's really cool. I thought that was a really interesting point. Why are you smiling that whole time? Because I was thinking about on the way to mass today, each of the boys were in the backseat eating an apple. Mm-hmm. And Blaze is upset because he couldn't start his apple. <laughs> he, couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't get his teeth in there. I guess it was, I don't know, it was too round or something. I he think couldn't it's bite too it. rough, yeah. Um. And so I was like, oh, I'll just start it for him. But we were on the way to Mass. And I was like, oh, I don't want to break my fast and not be able to receive communion. So I just, like, handed it to Jack. And I was like, can you start this apple for Blaze? And he just, like, without thinking, just, like, okay, like, bites it. And, like, Sweet, gives it back. free, free <laughs> bite. <laughs> free bite. <laughs> and just gives it back to Blaze. And he's, like, he's so great about helping. Mm-hmm. And But, like, seeing, thinking of those two working together to help the new baby, that's just one that's really sweet. But also, like, it's different. It's a different dynamic. It's a hugely different dynamic. It's, like... I mean, it's kind of like a marriage where there's two people working towards one goal, and that's mm-hmm. that's categorically different than one person working towards something. Because there's a selflessness in like having to work with someone else, and there's like a double selflessness because you're working with someone else for, for someone else. else. Exactly. That's yeah. like our Catholic view of a marriage, right there. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there was something else I wanted to say. I also don't want to want us to sound like we're saying like have a baby right away that's the only way to do it i mean i think we've been clear that like it's a process of discernment Mm -hmm. and even like your fertility didn't really come back until blaze was like a year old that was another thing like i just wanted my fertility to come back (laughs) so frustrating waiting for it it didn't come back until like 14 months yeah that was crazy yeah it was like a, a blessing and a curse (laughs) <laughs> I think if it were if it came back at three months that would be, that'd be hard <laughs> I don't think that's it is possible it happens okay but um, yeah so my fertility didn't come back for a long time which is great um, but just God speaks to us in our everyday and that, like that's the point that I just keep coming back to is that like 
this discernment was happening every day. And because of that, thanks to NFP, thanks to our like awareness of our bodies and our openness in Mm -hmm. that, um, was that we were able to like discern, change our minds. Like I, this was a really big change of my, or a big mind change for me Mm -hmm. to go. Cause I was like set on three years. And all of a sudden, God. I mean, what can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think it was just you. I think God was like just peck, peck, peck in his way, Mm -hmm. saying, excuse me. (laughs) It's not up to you. It's up to me. Yeah. And I think the the way we went about it this time was, I don't know, it felt the most right and like Mm -hmm. the most in accord with God's will. And it was like the most, like the best experience we've had. Yeah. Yeah. It was freaking great. (laughs) <laughs> I kept text like texting my friends to be like, "This is so freeing." I only told like two people, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you kept texting them over and over and over again. I just I don't know. It just was great. It yeah, it, it is great, and it's like mm-hmm. it's hard to to describe, but it's just like when you're when you're when you're living right, it's it's how you're supposed to live. Yeah, what? we don't want to think that we're living right. I mean, we, like living in accordance with God's will is living right. Yeah. Or like opening up, opening ourselves up to God's will. That's yeah, being, that's how we should live. Being fully open to His will. In I didn't our mean lives. we're like not making any mistakes or doing anything wrong. Well, that's what living right sounds like. No, one's <laughs> <laughs> not. Living right's like eating your vegetables. And oh, jeez. Well, I'm not getting doing some that. exercise. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, um, but yeah, we. The most beautiful thing is that we ha- like. It was the most freeing thing for us to be this fully open to the Lord's will. And I felt so much peace about it. And then we are so excited for what came out of it. Mm-hmm. And our, you know, our marriage has improved too. Vastly. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really excited. <laughs> if you can't tell. Um, I hope we answered more questions than raised them. Right? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. But... This feels good to get that off my chest. Yeah, and I, I think like we've said, it's it's a process process of discernment, but you have to keep in mind what you're discerning and kind of what what the criteria are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the church leaves things up to us, but not just up to us. You know, it's not like you decide if this is right or wrong. It's here here are parameters in your individual circumstance. You need to use what you know, what God has taught us to decide and what god is speaking to us currently right because he he spoke to us Mm -hmm. so So, um yeah we're really excited and we are excited to share the news with you (laughs) but again don't comment (laughs) don't don't spoil it for everybody holly will delete your comments i will i'm sorry (laughs) i will just because we want to keep it a secret from i don't know we want the surprise yeah Whatever. I've been. I think with a third baby, I've been. I think we've been much more casual. Yeah, we have. I mean, I'm only eight weeks along. Yeah. We told like everyone we know, but anyway. Yeah. But um, pre please pray for us with mm-hmm. the baby and everything. Um, if you have any feedback or questions or anything, uh, please email us at halfway saints podcast at gmail dot com. Like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Um, like I said, please pray for us. Please pray for me. I'll be traveling this week for work and pray for Holly because she'll be at home with the kids without me. For four days. Uh, it's like two and a half. 
Anyway, please uh, keep us in your prayers and know that we are praying for all of you. And we hope that you have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye.